Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. What's up, Trey? What's up, Dave? Not a whole lot. There were a lot of games, but uh, only a couple good ones, Trey. It feels like we've had better luck this season than we did last year, but still had some bad luck. I mean, the Bucks Clippers wound up being a blowout, and we'll get to that later. But we got to start in Boston, the Pelicans and the Celtics. Pelicans win this one 115-109. to They really controlled most of this game, I felt, Trey, until really at the end when Boston made that comeback. Jason Tatum hits a big three to bring Boston within three, but the Pelicans wind up holding on. And, you know, it's a Pelicans game, and that means it's another big game for Zion. He had 28 points in this one, eight rebounds, had four offensive rebounds, you know, which is really where he's making his money. And uh, I think Zion was just a little bit too much for the Celtics tonight. Yeah, I mean, Zion has just been killing it, man, inside, outside. Well, however, I mean – you know, he's going through his guy's chest. His field goal percentage is just insane, otherworldly. And no matter how you want to look at it, like, you just got to know how to ride it out, you know what I mean, in this situation. And I think this was a big win for them. So the Boston Celtics, they they traded away Daniel Tice, and they don't have Tristan Thompson right now. So their center rotation for this game, they had Robert Williams, who I'm a big fan of. Everyone knows that. He plays 32 minutes and is plus six in this game. But Luke Cornett is the backup center. And I'm sorry, but throwing Luke Cornett out there against Zion, I mean, it's a losing proposition every time. See, this is the thing. Shouts to Luke Cornett. I ain't going to take nothing away from him. I know he's your guy from the Bulls. I know he's your guy. I'm going to give Danny Ainge a hard time for letting the Celtics fans down. Once again, it's always almost we're going to get in two weeks a story about how, you know, the deal fell apart because, you know, the other team didn't want to do this, this, that, and the third. But he needs to be better in this situation. And, and, and it was strategically, everyone thought that Drummond was a lock to Boston and he ends up in Los Angeles. And now they're very slim up front, which they've been slim for a minute outside of acquiring Tristan Thompson. You know what I mean? So in this situation, it doesn't benefit. And you have a future of wings, you know what I mean? Like a wealth of wings that are very good, but you can't lack the depth in the front court. Like... And in this particular point, you play against teams like the Pelicans, who have a Zion Williamson, he's going to feast. Well, and let's talk about the guy that they did get at the trade deadline. Evan Fournier made his debut in this game tonight. No Jalen Brown, so he was getting plenty of run. Wound up playing 33 minutes in this game. And Trey, it's the NBA. You're playing against the best players in the world. You're not always going to have your A game. But 0 for 10 from the field, 0 for 5 from 3. The man had two rebounds, a couple of steals. He did have a couple of blocks, but he was minus 12 in those 33 minutes. So Boston was awful when he was on the court. He could not buy a shot. Not a great debut for Evan Fournier. He made me look bad because, you know, when they <laughs> when they traded for him, I'm like, well, he's 19 a game this year. Not saying that he was going to haul that over. He was going to sacrifice a lot on the offensive end. But you can't be the fourth player in shot clock era to go 0 for 10. You know what I mean? He was out there getting cardio. And then 
Even before he plays a game and grace the uniform, he tells Boston fans to Google him. No, you better have 30 the next game, bro. Coming out there wasting people's time. That's what it is. And it's just making Danny Ainge look even worse in this situation of what happened at the deadline and how he failed. But a bad loss for Boston. And they're going to have to find a way to bounce back from it. Yeah, I heard Danny Ainge almost Googled Evan Fournier, too, uh, before he made that trade. But maybe if he had, he wouldn't have. The Nets beat the Timberwolves 112-107. Trey, look, the Nets have been just fantastic. But we cannot overlook the fact that late in games, even against teams like the Timberwolves, they're struggling. The Wolves made made a good comeback in this game and really... Felt like they were in it up until the the final moments. And that's a great sign for Minnesota. It's bad for Brooklyn. And now they're not at full strength. They're still missing Kevin Durant. They obviously have new pieces that they're about to add. LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin working his way kind of back into NBA condition. Has looked great there so far. But the reason that they've been so good in spite of Kevin Durant's absence and Kyrie Irving having some time off is James Harden. And James Harden was at it again tonight. He had 38 points in this game, played 40 minutes because he has to. 13 assists, 11 rebounds, 12 of 13 from the free throw line. Now, Trey, to my mind, James Harden has been the best player in the league for the last month. And I think that he needs to be in the MVP conversation. We have to ignore the Houston stuff because what he's done in Brooklyn in in this last month On top of what he did before that, I I think you have to take into account the degree of difficulty. Do you agree with me here that James Harden officially should be in like the top five of everyone's MVP list? Oh, yeah. He's been there, though, for me. I mean, I've got a chance to watch him night in, night out here in Brooklyn. And in a particular situation, he's been the most consistent. He's been, you know, willing this team. He's considered a leader in the locker room. He's doing, making the sacrifices, making the extra plays. He's... Not particularly playing out of position, but he's going back to, you know, his strengths of being a pass first and letting the offense come. He's shattered every potentially uh, record here. He's tied with Jason Kidd now for triple doubles in a season. You know, he's has over, you know, 30 and 10 assists games. He leads the league in that as well. So I don't think anybody's playing better basketball than James Harden right now. And I know a lot of people want to push back and say, that he's playing on the nets and things of that nature. But you have to think about Kyrie Irving missing games. Durant's been out for a while. That's exactly it, Trey. He's winning these games with Joe Harris and Nick Claxton. Respectively. And you know what I mean? Like, and, and those are good players, but these are not, he's not playing with other all-stars for large stretches of this. And, you know, Kyrie was back tonight, did not miss time because of injury. It was a personal matter. So he looked great. And, you know, you can really see, when those two are out there together, I mean, it's just a nightmare for opposing defenses. It's the best backcourt in the elite NBA. It's pretty crazy that you've got that much on-ball creation with those two guys. Oh, and they can both shoot it, right? Like, both of those guys are elite at spotting up. And obviously, we know they can attack a closeout. This team is going to be just incredibly difficult to guard. But these late-game issues, I mean, this is the kind of stuff you have to clean up in the regular season because – In the playoffs, good teams are going to be able to take advantage of this. They struggle to inbound the ball late in games. It's very weird, Trey, for a team with this much experience. Some guys weren't. The guys that actually take the ball out aren't available. 
So in that particular situation, it's like a tricky balance because, you know, I don't think it's a lack of interest. Some players acknowledged, you know, acknowledged the other team for being, you know, competing hard. And others is just like, you know, we just got to play better. And that's the thing, like, you know, the win against Detroit and the win tonight was more so like, yeah, we're happy with the win, but we got to be better. That was Steve Nash's, you know, response to that. And he's right. You know what I mean? But it's it's 40 minutes of focus. And I don't think that focus is there, you know, from there. They're not putting together complete games. They're playing down because at one point in time, they were up huge. And then they just kind of, you know, played around with the ball. And James Harden has been very vocal about how he needs to take care of the ball and that it's on him. And, you know, despite us praising him about, you know, him playing well, he still needs to take care of the ball. His, his turnovers are, are fairly high. These teams that are not competing for anything at this moment, they need to do away with them early on and and hit the cruise control, you know, because they need to find right now guys should be figuring out rotations and, and getting in, in, in conditioning. Like we won't expect LaMarcus Aldridge for another two or three games just so he can get into the game flow because he hasn't played basketball in a month. Blake Griffin's getting there. He's so antsy. He almost he had like four fouls in the quarter. Like it was kind of crazy, like how active he was. So, in this particular situation, like they they still are a work in progress. Nothing set in stone. On the other side of the coin in, in this game, the Timberwolves look. They got blown out by Houston, and that's not great. They did fight back in this game. I think you have to say that since the coaching change, there has been at least a more competitive basketball team on the court. It's still not good. They just don't have good players, but it does seem like they are, you know, they're in more of these games. Anthony Edwards, I think, I mean, first of all, my favorite player in the league, just from a vibe standpoint, but he's really turned it on here lately. Ever since Nate Duncan called him out the night that he had the dunk, he's been putting up really crazy numbers. He had 23 points in this game. He was 0 of 7 from 3, but he had 10 rebounds. I think he is... The real deal. I think he's a real player. He's been playing extremely well, and he, you know, he's a gamer. Like, I mean, he yeah, put his team in the situation to almost pull this off. He had a nice little steal, and you know, and one, and you know, he's super aggressive, and like the kid plays like you know, like he's like he's been here before, and that's the thing that you have to respect is the effort, and you know, he's even being a leader in the locker room and encouraging his teammates to shoot better and, and things of that nature. So. Big fan of him. You know, I'm going to continue to root for him. But uh, definitely as he grows, he's playing actually on away games. He's averaging three more points than what he would average at home. I think it's 18 points per game and 15 in uh, Minnesota. And the crazy stat about this, the Nets had lost five straight to the Wolves before this. They hadn't beat them since January 3rd, 2018. Wow. Have the Timberwolves even won five games since then? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't tell you, but they, they had their number and, and they finally got one. Not that the guys, I mean, it's a new era, obviously, but the last time they won, Karis Leverton, Spencer Dinwiddie, and you know a few other guys were on this team. It was a different makeup. So kudos to the Brooklyn Nets finally beating the Minnesota Timberwolves. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, let's run down some of the other games for tonight. Uh, one of the marquee games, Clippers-Bucks. Uh, Clippers blew this one open, 129-105. Trey, Reggie Jackson and Luke Kennard, 41 points in this game combined, 9 of 12 from 3. I don't know what has gotten into Luke Kennard, but he's shooting like Steph Curry right now. It is a- absolutely absurd. He's hearing the disrespect. That's what's happening. And, I mean, I think I'm personally on that situation as far as with the disrespect of, like, mentioning his contract and then him falling out of the rotation for man. And then, you know, working his way back in and, you know, having an exceptional game. He had a season high tonight. Just was on fire shooting the ball which really helped his team out. And if he can be consistent, then I don't want to say money well spent, but good for him. And then, you know, obviously the Clippers are welcoming Rajon Rondo, you know, a point guard that they've needed solely so bad. You know, I was trying to get them to get Lonzo Ball or George Hill, and Rondo's a good option, but Rondo's going to also have to step up for the price that they paid to get him. Yeah. Wizards beat the Pacers 132-124. Russell Westbrook just absolutely out of this world in this game. 35 points, 14 rebounds, 21 assists, Trey. He was 4 of 6 from 3. What got into Russell Westbrook? Unreal. What did Demonis Sabonis say to Russell Westbrook to get him <laughs> to get him mad enough to do this? Called him washed, a shell of himself. <laughs> but to be honest, like... Russ is capable of doing this. If anybody's capable of doing it, it's Russ. Russ can actually do a quad, get a quadruple-double. That's how hard he plays. That's the effort he puts in when he steps in between the lines. And he's going to do what it takes to, to, to better assist his team for the win. I think he gets a tough slack sometimes when he doesn't shoot the ball well. But if they come out with a win, who cares about the field goal percentage, to be honest? And these numbers, even if you wanted to pad, like stat pad, like – it's very difficult to achieve. And what he's doing at his position and how athletic he is and at his age and injuries and everything, Russ is still one of the most exciting players to watch. The Heat beat the Knicks in the battle for the fourth seed. Jimmy Butler had 27 points. The Pistons beat the Raptors. And the Raptors are just getting sad at this point. I mean, this is this is a, this is a big drop-off. Uh, the Grizzlies beat the Rockets. Jonas Valanciunas had 30 in this game, 30 and 15 rebounds. Huge game for him. The Mavericks beat the Thunder 127-106. Most important thing from this game, Trey, is that Alexei Pokashevsky had 21 points. Poke. He's a player. Poku is a player. And they probably need to play him less because he might be too good to tank. Shout out to Andrew Schlecht. <laughs> Shout out to Saramati, too. There you go. Um, definitely. My only thing about the Thunder right now is how they robbed Moses right now, Moses Brown, and scammed him out of getting, you know, forcing him to sign that deal. Uh, I don't think they forced him, but the Thunders organization has been ski mask robbing these young players for, for a couple years now. They got Lou Dort, too, to sign these bad deals. Man, they got bills to pay. They got bills to pay. Kings beat the Spurs 132-115. <laughs> to 115. Jazz destroy the Cavs. I mean, just not even close. I mean. Come on. The Jazz are, you know, the best record in basketball. Cleveland has the worst offense in the league, and it was a blowout. 114-75. Warriors beat the Bulls 116-102. Trey, I got to ask you because you're a Bulls fan. How do you feel about the Vooch-Levine duo? I I think it's going to wind up being pretty good. Vooch-Shiesty. 
Boo Shiesty and Tice Tice Baby, word to Stacey King. It's excitement in the city. Like, I mean, we're old. They're old too. I can say we're old too because I, I secretly root for them still, you know. But overall, I'm positive that things will kind of fall in place. I mean, right now they're still figuring it out, trying to trying to plug and play guys and, you know, find a rotation and seeing what works. Um, at best, 